When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite Lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Specters, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with N7, the legend, Sam. I feel like you have packed full a box with dynamite, and we're now running around the box with torches. <laughs> is it is it because of my comments on Ashley? Is I think well, there's that. So there's the last two episodes we did about Ashley, and then there's the fact that today's patron episode. So welcome to all our patrons. Welcome to all the people in chat. We are we're doing our patron episode for the end of the month, and the topic of today is Team Caden versus Team Ashley, and we've you've just packed packed that thing full of new things for people to be considering. And getting opinions all riled up, people are people are ready to. I don't know, man. We're just we're just running around with sparks, ready to light things on fire. You know, despite despite how many times I refuted the Ashley is racist uh, bottom line sentiment, and you know provided evidence for that as well, I am completely ready to hear Ashley is racist. <laughs> <laughs> More than once tonight. <laughs> it might happen. It might happen. But we might yeah. get lots of other arguments, too, because we've got we got two people to consider. We've got different perspectives on each of them. We've got everybody's variations of their playthroughs influencing their opinions. And we've got a full house. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call out everybody's name. I'm going to give everybody a big welcome. Just go through the list. Everybody stays quiet. And then on the count of three, everybody will unmute and you will say Team Caden or Team Ashley, and we'll just see what the cacophonous, hap- what 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 explodes. We'll see what words stand out from each other, and you guys you guys can shout this out all you want. All right, here we go. We're gonna welcome everybody. We've got Genesis Turbo Toboggan Soda Captain Shanko Big Bills Apollo Mike and Akron, who happens to be at work right now, which is awesome. He's on his phone while he's working. This is great. So welcome to everybody. All right. Everybody unmute. Get ready. Here we go on the count on three. One, two, three. I'm Ashley. That was awesome. I don't know what anybody said. That was great. Uh, That was our show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Did I just avoid Did I avoid it all? Did it work, Sam? It worked. We're through. Sweet. We did it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. All right. I want to see uh, hands. I want to see hands here. I want to get just a general lay of the land. Who, raise your hand, who is Team Caden? Two, three, four. Oh, this is going to be split in half. We've got kind of a maybe-ish, but uh, you got you to pick one or the other. You got to pick one or the other. All right, so that means the rest of you are Team Ashley. This is, this is almost even, guys. This is almost an even split. It may be an even split, depending on where some of these eh, maybes go, right? All right, so I want to hear what, does anybody feel like they've got like a really, really solid argument? And I want, what I want to do is see what the arguments are for each side, and then see if anybody by the end of the episode changes teams. So that's the perspective I I want you guys to use here, is as you're describing the reason why you are pro the team you're, you're for, why that is in a way that you might be able to convince other people to swap. So who would like to, oh, Apollo, do you want to go first? Apollo's ready. So I'm Team Ashley. N7 covered so much of why anybody would be Team Ashley already, but I can just throw in a little bit of what I feel like. So what I appreciate so much with Ashley is they gave us a character that at the very beginning you don't like and i didn't like her at the very beginning but as i talked to her more and more i liked her more and more 
the reason I saved her in Matt, in Viermeyer was simply because she had talked about her family and her sister. And it felt like she had a little sister who kind of depended on her. Not, she didn't need her. She didn't depend on her so much, but this was a little sister who looked up to her and she'd been looking out for her for her whole life. So I didn't want to break that bond by killing her on beer, letting her die on Beermeyer. But by the end of Mass Effect 3, I loved Ashley. So I liked that that Bioware gave me a character that I didn't like, but taught me to love this character. So, and Sam hit on all the reasons why, but that's a big reason for me is her redemption the character development the redemption and even the fact that even at the beginning when she was the least likable she she had this like family connection thing going on that really kind of hit you well it showed me that she cared about things it showed me that there was depth to this character that she was even though at the beginning she does seem kind of racist but it showed that she would put others before herself and i always felt like she would she would give her life for her sister if she if it ever came down to it and that that resonated with me and i was like i can't i can't sacrifice her i gotta look out for her her sister got it so like read these redeemable qualities yeah that makes sense that makes sense okay all right who else wants to wants to team up with you on this one genesis see genesis yeah yeah no i definitely i i also agree that ashley was not a character that i liked in the beginning um and it took a long time for me to warm up to her in fact it took five playthroughs in order for me to keep her alive just a few um yeah (laughs) (laughs) but when i did i realized how important a femship run keeping ashley alive was interesting okay because we didn't talk about that a whole lot in our two episodes so Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead go let's dig into this so ashley's commanding officers okay one she's got her dad you know uh general uh, williams and then she's got the great war hero general williams so those were her two male role models to follow after all of her commanding officers once she joined the military were all male Mm -hmm. and then she finally meets Commander Femshep, a female who has shown I can rise through the ranks, I can hit N7 status, I can become a Spectre, I can become a galaxy-wide known heroine. Badass. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. And I think Ashley needs to see that, that she doesn't have to be a tomboy. She doesn't have to be a rough-and-tumble you know the 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 sharp shot you know she doesn't have to be that she can allow her femininity to come through and she can still be the gorgeous badass and not have it diminish her and i think that my femship does that for her so it allows her to acknowledge her who she really is and not have to be somebody else mm -hmm. in order to you don't have to hide yeah, you don't have to f- hide the, quote, feminine qualities of expressing your emotions openly, crying at your sister's prayer with your sister at the prayer wall. You don't have to hide that. And so I think but you can still then sharpshoot a guy 100 meters away with your with your shotgun. So, you know, <laughs> right. you can be both. And I think that a femship keeping Ashley alive all the way through Mass Effect 3 does that. I like that. I like that perspective. Sam, do you have thoughts on this? I do. Uh, however, <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of think I, I can understand why a femship and 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 playing with Ashley all, through all three games would, uh, you know, foster that character development. But, but for me, I I always felt like she's still who she always was. It's just that the uh, Bioware developers decided to give her a quote unquote glow up. Uh, the point of a lot of contention within the Mass Effect community, might I add, uh, specifically the heels. Not sure that that's very Ashley, uh, but yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think that's one of those things that probably could just will always be debated. You know, what, is this something that she was pushing against in, internally and she finally felt OK with going into? Or is this something that was you know forced upon her by the writing trying to reach an audience in a way that they weren't reaching before you know that kind of thing um and and maybe it's both maybe it's one or the other you know that's i'm sure that's a a hotly debated thing um 
so so we got some good arguments here pro Ashley let's get some opening arguments for uh, team Caden Shanko Shanko wants to start us off all right mine has far less to do with character and a whole lot more to do with gameplay um, for me at least um, I typically play through Mass Effect 1 as a soldier, so it's really nice to have that extra biotic backing um, for shields and, you know, and synthetics and all that kind of stuff. So his power set becomes way more useful to you than Ashley's does, especially if you're playing soldier, because if I need tanky, I have Garrison Rex, and then I can bring Caden uh, along as my biotic. Uh, I also, as a, you know, for characterization, I really enjoy his interaction both with a uh, femshep and a broshep, non-romanced and romanced. I feel like the interpersonal relationships with Caden and Commander Shepard, especially progressing from uh, Mass Effect 2 into Mass Effect 3, feel like he has stronger interaction overall. Interesting. Interesting. Good points. Who wants to piggyback on top of this? Kind of like we did with Ashley. Does anybody else want to take those points and expand on them any? We've got Arcan. Arcan, how's work? Works great. Um, <laughs> so I keep Caden alive for the gameplay. Um, also because, uh, like, in Mass Effect 3, Ashley's skill set is basically the exact same as James. Um but other than that, I find Caden's uh, biotic student story to be a bit more compelling, at least to me, than Ashley's family. I understand that, but I guess I'm more of um, a hard ass when it comes to war because people die and sometimes you have to make decisions. Caden, I guess, just had a more um, fruitful outcome for his story arc with uh, students even though they didn't really follow up on it and they don't really add anything i felt like in my own head canon it would have um along with he's just a good canadian boy <laughs> so you've got a connection there yeah nice nice sam what what is your interpretation of of this interpretation of caden well first of all i want to say that caden is by far more preferable as a squad mate in Mass Effect 1? Uh, absolutely. I mean, his decryption, his electronics, the other uh, biotic, you know, crowd control abilities that he has when it comes to gameplay, I don't think that there's any any competition. I think that Caden blows Ashley out of the water there, uh, especially since most players, I think, have some level of combat capability in Mass Effect 1 and now with Legendary Edition allowing you to use any weapon. You know, uh, I can see how that would make uh, Ashley even more obsolete in Mass Effect 1. Anyway, uh, but when it comes to Caden in terms of, a, you know, narrative perspective, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely biased here, but I, I just feel like Ashley has more of a dynamic background, whereas Caden has all of his ducks in a, in a row. You know what I mean? He, 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 he The emotional baggage that he does carry is so uh, he, he's got it all under control <laughs> so mm -hmm. so it's not a big deal um so i think that that makes him a quote-unquote less compelling character to a lot of people but I, I think that ashley's narrative at least for me it provides a lot more intrigue if that makes sense yeah that makes sense and cloudy alice just joined us cloudy welcome Glad you can make it. Cloudy, Hello. We're, ta we're talking Team Caden versus Team Ashley here. We had everybody raise their hand as to which team they're on. It's split pretty much in half. Where where do you lie on this? Uh, I'm Team Caden. Team I've never Caden. Ashley. All right, so Team Caden. We've got another Team Caden. Okay, so this is kind of fun because you just showed up and you didn't hear any of the arguments for either of them so far. We've had two people chime in about Pro Ashley. We've had two people chime in about Pro Caden. I'm curious if I don't, if you don't mind me just kind of putting you on the spot here without having heard any of the other arguments, why do you go Caden over Ashley? Well, in, in a way, in a way that you would try to convince somebody to come over to your side, like what would you say for your side of this? 
Mine's just more, I feel like it's not really fair because it's more just like I just didn't mesh with Ashley as a person. Like we're very different people and I just clicked with Caden more as a person. Um, like he's just very like Canadian and agreeable and very nice. And I just like, I enjoy his backstory. And he's like kind of, he's complex in the sense of he has maintained his baggage and it's not his whole personality. And I like that part. Ashley is, it's a lot of her backstory. It's about like the trials of her grandfather. And that's like a lot of emotional baggage for her. And I just, I just never really was a big Ashley fan. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased. I don't like poetry. So <laughs> she sure. talks about okay. a lot. And like her topics are pretty heavy. Like the very first time you meet her, it's like one of the first few conversations she asks about your opinion on God, which is pretty intense for a video game and pretty, I, I mean, it's pretty intense if you just meet somebody and that's the first thing you talk about. I mean, that's pretty intense from any standpoint. Yeah. So it was a very interesting first conversation. I just like, I don't hate Ashley. I'm not one of those people who's like, ah, Ashley needs to die. But I just, <laughs> right. it came down to the choice and the choice was I picked Caden. Interesting. Okay. So it was just more of like a personal connection thing. Does anybody have that for Ashley, I know Sam probably does, but does anybody, can anybody else argue for that? Okay, so we got big bills. Is that how you feel more about Ashley? So, I'm going to preface this with the first time I played Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3, and I romanced Ashley, so I didn't get her whole story. Mm -hmm. Second time I played, when I first played Legendary Edition, I saved Caden, because Ashley rubbed me the wrong way. But... The last playthrough, I saved Ashley, and I got the whole story, so I got to see... I don't always see in the end. I got to see the beginning and the middle. Um, as a Southern white male from the Southeast United States, um, I've grown up with and around very racist family members. Oof. Um, but that's all I knew growing up. So I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better until I got to college and I had to relearn everything. We talked we, to, to, to chime in real quick. We talked about this on the last episode a good bit that oftentimes yeah. when people are put in situations where they actually get to know other people who they never had the chance of meeting before, they start to realize how much more you have in common with people who are quote unquote different from you mm -hmm. than you ever would have expected before you had that situation. Do you feel like you fall into that camp? Yeah. So I really good. Like for me, one of my first jobs in college, I was working at Costco in the meat department and two of my coworkers were African Muslim. Wow. And I grew up in a very Christian, Caucasian know, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of family. Thing. Yeah. And I learned really quick that we're not different, not very different at all. Um, and it, it really threw a wrench in my whole like thought process. Um, that's amazing. So that's awesome seeing that with Ashley, it's like, all right, I can see a little bit of, of myself and her in that point of you get that redemption, you get the redemption you learned and you see how you are wrong just with how you were raised. And then it's like, Oh, I can be a decent human being. And I actually learned that this crap was wrong. Even if you weren't a bad human being outside of your racist thoughts and tendencies. Right. Well, you just didn't have the opportunity to grow yet. Yeah, you're just a, a you know, as, as a child, it's 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 one of those philosophical things I struggle with a lot is that in childhood, we make many of the most important decisions that we will over our entire lives, but we're also more ignorant than we will ever be. Yeah. And that dilemma of like, like, like we were like Sam and I were talking, like everyone's in the middle of their story. You know, if somebody had met you 10 years ago, the you that they met is going to be different than they, the you they meet now. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we're all continuing to grow. We're not, we're not complete until our stories are done. And at that point, then it's, it's just done. Right. So that's, that's a really cool perspective. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. So interesting. So we're getting we're getting. OK, let's sum this up so far. We've got people on both sides who are like, hey, I like the the character development. I like the stories. I connect with them personally. I can see that I would get along with this person more. We've got a little bit on the side of Caden for pro gameplay. Does anybody want to argue the pro gameplay side of Ashley? Or is that do you feel do we feel like eh, for the most part, Caden wins that fight? Funny thing, I've never taken either of them on a mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I typically don't either. Usually <laughs> I'm picking somebody else. else. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody take Ashley out on missions usually? Is that like a go-to? 
So no, like across the board, like no Ashley, not no Ashley on missions. So I did, I did for, you know, my first playthrough, uh, because as many people do, when you have a love interest in the game, you try to bring them as, as often as you can, you know, because at least my thought process back then was, okay, if I take them on more missions, does that mean I unlock more dialogue? Does that mean that like right. you I don't know. advance the, the romance that way or, or maybe the inverse is true. You know, maybe, maybe you don't take them out on many missions and, and your relationship degrades. I, I was, or maybe sure. they're put in danger and then they can't continue the story. Like until you play through it, you don't really know where the boundaries are. Right. Yeah. I didn't know at all. Yeah. that's interesting. Soda, you, you kind of said sort of like you take Ashley out. Can you talk about that a little bit? I, I do take Ashley out every once in a while, like when, like, so, like, I, how I usually play Ashley is, I usually play her as a character, like, I don't like her as a person at all. Like, I, I just can't connect with her personally. Like, if I were to prefer to save someone, it would be Cade. Um, I mostly would keep, usually keep Ashley alive for some of the dialect that you get between certain characters such as Terra and Tally and some other characters. Oh, so like the, the mission banter, like the kind of, yes, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's a different perspective. Because if, yeah. In, in math, I think it's Mass Effect three. If you have romanced Ashley in Mass Effect one and then romance Tally in Mass Effect three and two and three, mm-hmm. you'll get a, when you're on the get dreadnought you get an option for this hot little the, a bit of well i consider kind of a bit of a confrontation between the two of them it's like hey you stole my guy wow kind of thing and but- I, I i i do that keep her alive for that because i like seeing that confrontation between the two of them because like but if i would prefer to keep, keep someone alive it would be caden because you know, he's, he's just more about, you know, I mean, duty and like, you know, like he, honor, he literally offers to sacrifice himself at, um, what is it? Um, Vermeer. Yeah. So that, that weighs more for you in yes. the equation. I gotcha. I gotcha. To be fair, both of them advocate for it. Well, true. And and if you do spare Ashley, she expresses some extreme survivor's guilt. Uh, and she she says that Dammit Shepard, you know, like I'm paraphrasing here, but she's like, you know, Dammit Shepard, why didn't you let me do it? Why didn't you let me, you know, redeem myself, redeem my family's name? And then Shepard, of course, can reply and say, like, stop, stop trying to be a martyr. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I love I love the different perspectives on this and I love how split our our little community here is on this. Um, we're going to continue. If you haven't chimed in, be thinking about what you might be able to say to convince people on the other side of your argument. We've got a lot of like explanation for things, but but I think we could probably go a little further into the this is why you don't want to be on the other person's side. Maybe there's some arguments you can make there. So be thinking about that. But we need to take a quick break. Thank our patrons. So we got to thank you guys and the rest of our patrons. And we'll be right back. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. So this should be pretty quick. We've got to thank our patrons. We've got a new one, Zachary R., who signed up recently. Welcome, Zachary, to the Patreon. We have 64 current patrons, and we've got some Commander Shepherds. We need to we need to shout out Shins, Captain Shanko, Kira, Lieutenant Tosino, Pipe Man, and Big Bills. Thank you so much to all of you guys, and some of you guys are here. So thank you so much for being here and, and chatting with us and hanging out. This is always so fun. Um, if you're if you're looking to help support our show, then go to patreon.com and check out our patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast. You can just go to patreon.com and just find somebody else's Patreon if you wanted to, but that's not our show. Uh, and then you can get all the different stuff. Go check that stuff out. You've heard this before. I've done this before. Also, if you want to leave a rating and review, then doing that on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating on Spotify would be extremely helpful for getting the show out there in front of other people. And we're just tell your friends. You guys have heard this spiel. All right. We're going to talk more about Caden versus Ashley. Here we go. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? 
You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. So, speaking about human relationships, um, <laughs> who hasn't gone yet, who feels like they could bring something that hasn't been said before, or maybe kind of really push something a little bit further? Turbo? Turbo, I see your hand up. Uh, uh, hmm, the way you say push it forward, I don't know if it's pushes it forward, but... Uh, um. And I'm worried now everyone's saying this. I don't know if I'm technically team Caden. I like Caden because of the gameplay, but the reason I always saved him on Vermeer and stuff is because I felt I don't have anything against Ashley. I just like how she gets a redemption part if you sacrifice her for Vermeer. And that's my very shallow explanation. And now I'm worried I just dropped the ball. I mean, there's no, no yeah, you're not dropping the ball. This is, this is your perspective. Yeah. This is the way this this plays out. Sam, and in fact, I, that, I, that's my favorite canon. Right? I know. Giving her that redemption like that. And I used to hate Caden. It wasn't until Legendary Edition came out and we were actually on one of the patron chats and uh, Sam told me he gets better once you learn more about him. That I did a playthrough and I saved Caden and I'm like, I, I like Caden now more just because I thought he was just a whiny little all you all and stuff because I, I i always ended up killing him really quick yeah. so i didn't learn anything about him and now i just bonded more with kaden now like more of the bromance kind of thing he's your bro and i and then i realized that by sacrificing her she gets a redemption of like her family name and i'm like that just works so good now so that's kind of what put me on it well, it sounds like you like both of them. Like that. Uh, like you've got you've got an appreciation of both. Is there one that you definitely side more with? If you had to pick sides, if I had to pick sides, I have to pick Caden. Because no offense, he's a way better using him in the very beginning when you have low tech thing. You can like you use him like just especially on that first planet. Just give him all. Just put it all in tech and you can unlock all the stuff so you don't miss anything. So for you, it's the gameplay advantage pushes it over the edge? Yeah, the gameplay advantage pushes me over edge for Caden. It's 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 like a balanced thing and you just put his tech abilities and it's like boom. Got it. It unevens to scale, but I love both of them, but it's just that I love how the redemption now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Any thoughts on, on this? I mean, it sounds like it sounds like Caden's got a strong benefit from the uh, from the gameplay side. Sam, do you think does I, I know you I know you love Ashley. I know that she's she holds a very special place in your heart. But what about the gameplay aspect? Does that influence you at all? No, it does. Um, I mean, I just I'm much more of a narrative guy over gameplay. Mm -hmm. But if you're more of a gameplay person than a narrative person, then I don't fault you for choosing Caden whatsoever, Uh, at least in Mass Effect one, because of the reasons like Turbo had just said, Uh, he he has the decryption skill, the tech skills that come in, they come in such handy situations uh, if you're playing in, you know, a soldier or an adept or a vanguard, uh, you know, or a higher difficulty level. Right, or higher difficulty yeah. level, and he has a lot of crowd control abilities, which are nice. Um, but I gotta stick, you know, with Ashley, the, the narrative one. Um, you know, the, the sacrifice on Vermeer, I was trying to think about it, and I feel like she uh, would like this liter- literary comparison, so I'm sorry for everyone on the, that does not like literature, but I am about to quote. <laughs> I am about to quote Charles Dickens. I'm not uh, big on poetry either. I'm kind of team poetry. cloudy here. It's not poetry. <laughs> it's not poetry. It's it's uh, from a tale of two cities. It is a far far better thing that I do now than any I've ever done. It is a far far better rest that I go to than any I've ever known. And of course, that that line is spoken by Sidney Carton in A Tale of Two Cities, who swaps his place for another man's to be executed. And he's doing it for the woman that he loves because that's the man that she loves. And so the, the concept there is to to take someone else's place who would be doomed uh, as an honorable and noble thing to do, mm-hmm. which it feels like Ashley is doing. Well, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, I mean, it's, it, in some ways it's directly related to a Christ-like 
thing of taking on the punishment for the sins of others to redeem them, that kind of thing. Right. It just kind of plays out in a more modern setting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. These, these, and those themes are very powerful, by the way, like whenever we see those in any literature games or whatever, who hasn't gone yet? Has anybody, has everybody chimed in? Mike, you might, Mike, you haven't gone. Mike, what do you, what do you want to add on to all of this? So anybody who has heard me talk before will probably not be too terribly surprised that I don't have uh, too strong of an opinion one way or the other. I think that having them both uh, is really, really important. I actually think that the actually Kaden choice is maybe the best uh, choice that you have to make in all of the trilogy, just like, I don't know, functionally. Uh, Storytelling-wise, because I, I've mentioned previously, it's one of the only times that you actually have to make a real choice. Uh, you know, if you have enough program to renegade points as the game progresses, like most of the major decisions, you can kind of overcomplicate it too. Um, whereas that is one of the few times when you actually do have to make uh, a choice where you are very clearly saving one thing and, and getting rid of another. Um, if I had to choose, I think Ashley is a little more interesting from um, the, from a narrative perspective in, you know, how, what sci-fi is and, you know, sci-fi's function in society. Cause I think that uh, something very interesting that I've heard before about sci-fi is that it's a way to take things and make them one step removed to kind of kind of light on uh, things in our actual life. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The Fantasy and that, sci-fi both do that. Right. Right. You know, that's why it's a, it's a lot, uh, uh, you know, fantasy and sci-fi, you see a lot of things like racism in there because it's easier to present those things when they are one step removed and make people think about it that way because it's not hitting too close to home for, you know, people who might be racist and need their minds changed. It's like just removed enough to where they can kind of see it from an outsider looking in. You know, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should reconsider these things. And I think Ashley is a, a good example of that. One of my favorite moments in the whole trilogy is that there's some point when if you take her and Tali on the Citadel and Mass Effect 1 uh, ride the elevators together uh, actually kind of like awkwardly asks Polly like, oh, I, you know, it basically is like, I, I noticed some people being racist to you. Are you okay? Uh, you know, she says it a little more tactfully and Polly says something like, yeah, like you get used to it at some point. But kind of the way Ashley asks that question, you can kind of tell from her tone that like the, the wheels have started turning in her head. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm a real sucker for trying to get everybody to together and uh, why can't we all just get along and uh, <laughs> that, that human and Turian relationship uh, is really fascinating to me and, you know, trying, trying to mend that. I think she's kind of the, the human representative of that. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I like those moments are cool because it does give a sense of like the gears turning behind mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the scene yeah. that what you actually see. And it, as has been mentioned before, I think a universal human experience is having somebody like a racist family member where, you know, you have to, you have to tactfully figure out like, okay, how do I show this person that they're wrong and start get, get them thinking about these things in a way that it will actually change their mind while also trying to prevent them from hating me or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Where, where am I able well, to push those buttons? I think the earlier points about Ashley's comments to Tally kind of cement that uh, characteristic of, of Ashley being that, you know, battle hardened grunt. That's like, Hey, I'm always going to have your back. You know, you're, you're part of my squad. I got your back. I don't care what, you know, Ironically, I don't care what race you are. I don't care what species you are. Uh, 
I got your back, which is so contrary to what she says earlier, you know, with the racist comments about, I don't trust the aliens, you know, I can't tell the aliens apart from the animals. And then she does things like that. And you're like, I think you do. <laughs> I think you do trust the aliens. So it's almost like her in group, the, the strength of her squad being her in group is potentially more influential to her worldview than the, the races and, and her race being her in group. Does that make sense? And, and I think that's probably true to reality is that like once we, once you have a squad where you can include these people as like, this is my squad. These are the people who I rely on regularly. These are the people who I, who have saved my butt and who I've saved their butts in, in battle, whether that battle is doing your daily job or whatever, that starts to overshadow this more broad kind of vague sense of, of an in-group. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, uh, back to an earlier point about Caden, I liked Caden playing as bro Shep, but that bromance could have been so much better that. I mean, it felt frosty. Jen's got her hand up. Jen. I know what Jen's going to say, but go ahead. <laughs> no, all right. If you know what I'm going to say, then I won't say it. Are you going to bring up the mod? No. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that uh, on the opposite side of the argument, um, that if like if I were to switch over to Team Caden, I would say that my bro Shep keeps Caden alive because I love the bro Shep Caden romance in three more than I like the um, Ashley Fem Shep sister mans in three <laughs> right yeah. sis mans no not no, sis no, no that's not that doesn't that's not work the same thing yeah no <laughs> yeah and, and you know what maybe that's maybe that's part of the problem that bioware knew how to write a romance but they didn't know how to write a sibling mance <laughs> i don't know how would you even that's not right no that's game of thrones <laughs> that's, um, that's totally messed up <laughs> They didn't oh, know no. how to write a strong friendship right. of people yes. of people of the opposite gender or or the same gender. Because if you think about it, like so many of the Paragon dialogue options in Ashley's dialogue tree, if you are Broship, are romance options. So it's really hard to be a very good friend to Ashley as a male Shep without romancing her and i assume that the tr the same is true for caden and Fimshep. i wouldn't know because in mass effect one when i was playing as Fimshep, i did romance caden so oh no i think bioware did a good job with um fem and liara's friendship i agree i think that they did better with the aliens creating the friendships yeah. with them than they did with the humans yeah but maybe Liara, maybe Garris, Tally, you can get all of those as really good friendships, no matter what gender gender your shepherd is. Do you think they yeah. understood their audience though? That the audience was going to want like naturally gravitate more towards those? Yeah. I mean, I think most people do. I, I think I think a lot of us would say like we were way more likely to take the aliens out on missions than we were to take the humans. I mean, I know I am. So maybe that's part of it. So, so I think ahead, uh, some of, I, if I remember correctly, uh, the some of the writers were like totally blindsided by how much people liked Tali and Garris. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. I heard Patrick Weeks uh, say specifically that the reason that he couldn't romance Tali and Garris um, in the first game was that nobody anticipated how thirsty people would be for Leia this faceless woman and this raptor bird man mm -hmm. <laughs> raptor bird man right chicken samurai go on chicken chicken <laughs> samurai yeah yeah but i i there's a difference between the how much people gravitated towards those two characters as opposed to understanding that a sci-fi audience would much rather be interested in exploring and understanding more about the cool alien races than focusing more on humans especially in a first or second playthrough now, some of the audience is going to play through multiple times, but that's not typically where your concerns are as a developer. Your concerns are, are mostly on like, what's your first experience going to be and how is that going to play out? Are people going to like that enough before they even get to the multiple playthroughs? So I wonder if that has something to do with it. 
it just feels like the developers and the writers didn't watch Star Trek growing up. And that's just really what it comes down to. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> or maybe they purposely avoided some of those things. Okay. Since, since Mike brought it up, I have to ask the question, how many of us, and if, be honest, you can show by raise a hands or show hands and I'll, I'll, I'll announce the results, but how many of us sacrificed the person that we sacrificed on Vermeer because we didn't want to bang them. <laughs> just from like a sexual like motivation. Wait, I just want to clear my name. I did not bring that up. <laughs> you said thirsty, so we're going along that route. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I brought up the idea that these games have romances on them. Uh, a very well and documented uh, <laughs> theory that people are thirsty in these games. Yes. <laughs> Fan fiction. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. You ever seen Archive of Our Own for Mass Effect? G go ahead and jump in that wormhole. Yeah. Nobody's raising their hands, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to be honest. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would bang either of them, so therefore that didn't equate into my <laughs> transaction on who to kill. <laughs> Well, there yeah, you go. I'm with Jen in a game. I'll sleep with everybody, so no factor. Can I? Can Did I just, you just jump say in? that you're a Jen in the game? So I said I'm with Jen. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm with Jen. I'm a Jen. I'm doing a Jen right now. <laughs> the first time I played through Mass Effect One, I was like 13. I would say that at 13, I saved Caden because I was romancing him. I would say that now it's way more story driven and gameplay driven and the romance happens to be extra candy on top and see that's exactly yeah. what i'm saying yeah that that's exactly what i was playing at not not how we would do it now but if we were being honest right. when you first played through the game i well i i can speak for myself and being a heterosexual male i would much rather be looking at ashley than looking at caden even if it's not to the extent of like, yeah, I want to bang her, but just from like a who am I, who would I rather have on my screen more often? Yeah, sure. Even so it, it's almost like they wrote Caden's lines that way. If you sacrifice Caden on Vermeer as Broship, <laughs> because he kind of just sighs and he's like, okay, Shepard, <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> you sacrifice Caden and you're like, geez. All right. Well, that's sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guess I'll go back to the ship now. Bye, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, I've got a question. I've got a question. As we're kind of getting closer and closer to the end of this episode, here's a fun one. Now, I, first of all, has anybody changed sides? Has this been enough to convince anybody to pick the op opposite side? I didn't think so. Everyone's like, no. All right. Secondly, what would you change about the other team's character that would make you switch sides. So if you're pro Caden, is there something you would change that would make you pro Ashley? Uh, I saw I saw Arkin's hand first, and I know he's he's at work, so I want to chime in while you get a chance to talk. So I would just make Ashley's armor more like bulky. Like I need some heavy armor. I don't need the uh, Alliance regs type stuff. I feel like she would wear something more like. Um, uh, James, what James wears, the uh, N7 Defender set, as well as, I, I love the voice actress for Ashley. I've seen her in a lot of other stuff, but man, whenever I hear Ashley talk, it just grates on my ears. Oh, man. So, the armor from an aesthetic standpoint, or a gameplay standpoint, or both? Uh, for both. Both? Interesting. Mike, I, I know you, you wanted to chime in with something, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, um, so oddly enough, I probably should be on Team Caden because I actually think he's probably the character that I am most like in the games, uh, specifically the phenomenon of uh, being very sarcastic and deadpan to the point that most people who don't know that you're joking. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like they didn't give him enough chances to be as funny as he is. Like a lot of, there's a lot of times when, when he'll say something that I feel like alludes to his sense of humor and like how smart he is, but I feel like they don't go into it enough. Like they don't go into his personality. It seems like as much as 
they do with other characters. So getting uh, to expand, I mean, maybe this even connects to the whole like bro friend thing, getting deeper into that side of it could sway Mm -hmm. your opinion. Interesting. Cloudy, Cloudy chiming in. Cloudy, I don't like poetry either. It's cool. It's cool. (laughs) Oh, good. There are dozens of us. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's pretentious. Um, it's, oh, you might as well write prose. Just You can use metaphor and simile in prose and make it rhyme. It doesn't happen. Whatever. Anyway, go on. Go on, Cloudy. Um, okay. This is my opinion on Ashley. I've seen a lot of clips from her in 3, so I have a rough estimation of her, but if I could change one thing, they did her dirty in 3. I'd get the original writer back. Like, the way, the biggest complaint I hear about her is they turned her into a combat Barbie. Like, they put her in that stupid foil skirt, and if you read the Mass Effect concept art book, they put her hair down to give her sex appeal. Is verbatim what the book says. Yeah. That's just, really, are you kidding me? That's pretty grimy. Like like you said earlier, like, better armor that's realistic, that's not a tinfoil skirt and thigh-high boots, and maybe don't have her pass out drunk on the floor twice in the third game. Yeah. Just a thought. Like, yeah. Well, it, you did her dirty. It's it's one of those things that I find funny about these games is that they are so overtly sexual, not just in the the fact that you can like romance characters, but like like the body armor is super form fitting all the time. And even like the camera, they had to change some of the camera angles on Legendary Edition so that it wasn't on people's butts. You know, <laughs> like, come on. Like, like you can't deny that the developers or the writers or whoever was maybe the person managing the team. I don't know whose role this was that made all of these decisions, but there is definitely a bias towards that. And it, it is a little, it is a little icky at times, right? Like, yeah, like I feel bad for like disliking Ashley because of these reasons. Like when she's in the hospital and you visit her, there's a lot of gratuitous, like why is her chest bandaged? Why is the camera right there kind of shots? And right. it's just like, this is just disrespectful at this point. Like you're not even treating her as a person. She's just an object at this point. Right. She's a background, like she is a background character, but you know what I mean? Right. She, and she's more that. visual candy than, yeah. Yeah. To do that, like of all characters to do that to, Ashley, who in Mass Effect One tells us, you know, you know, you're not going to ask to see me in a tinfoil miniskirt. Right. Don't objectify me, and then she gets objectified. Yeah. And then she gets objectified. It feels like a special fuck you from (laughs) from the game company to Ashley. And I didn't want to see that in three, so I don't keep her alive because that's just it's too much for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Who else wants to chime in? What would you change about the other character to make you be more for them? So, Caden and Mass Effect 1, he gets better later on. But in Mass Effect 1, he's very calm to angry. Like, he doesn't have a wide range of emotion, it feels like. It's just and like binary? Like, yeah, it's just yeah, like up, down, just up, switches. down. Yeah. 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 And that just annoys me in life in general. When I meet somebody who's like calm and then all of a sudden freaks out, I'm like, what in the world's going on with you people? Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah, the, so cause that, it makes the calm feel like it must be fake some of the time. Yeah. Because they're not inching up to that, the actual level. It's like they're, they're covering over. It's like, it's like the Hulk <laughs> quote of like, I'm always angry, right? <laughs> like they're just covering over the anger until all of a sudden it, they can't anymore. And then all of a sudden it just comes out. Right. Like in mass effects one, he feels fake at times. Like he does feel very, this isn't like, that's not him. Like it's overtly calm, disingenuous and docile. And then all of a sudden like freaks out, he gets better in, in two and three, but, and one, I just wish he would have been more, I don't know, just not like that, I guess. Yeah. That does make sense, though, his demeanor being an officer in the military, uh, especially with Shepard being the commanding officer of the ship after Anderson leaves. It would make sense for Caden why he wouldn't want to put himself in a bad light with the new commanding officer of the ship and, you know, potentially uh, talk too much and uh, speak out of line to Shepard. So from a military point of view, that would make sense. However, I, I understand what you're saying, that uh, that it's a little too level-headed, <laughs> that you're like, you're definitely biting your tongue about some things, 
and uh, I don't know where to, I, I don't know how to, uh, where to ping you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a fair point. Shanko, did you want to chime in? Uh oh, we can't hear you. One of the, one oh, of, there you are. You just showed up. You just came in. Yes. You're good now. Okay. Um, I think to the point of Caden kind of coming off as one dimensional, a lot of his character development is hidden within the romance. Um, so if you chose not to romance him, I can see where a lot of people would miss out on a whole lot of Caden's backstory and some of the things that make him more interesting. Uh, but as far as something that I would change about Ashley to make her more of a character that I would consider saving for future gameplay and future, uh, future run throughs through the trilogy. I think the like racist overtones were a bit overdone and then they're just like, okay, now they're gone. Uh, you know, I feel like there should have been a couple of conversations or a, a little bit different framing for that to set it up in a different light. Like making it, it more a, obvious, like it could be more of a character development moment rather than a. Um, I don't care that you don't trust the aliens; they're a part of the crew, so you kind of have to just deal with it, you know. Because you can choose to put it down kind of hard as a renegade, or you can just be like, "I understand your concerns, but we have to work together." If you're a paragon, I didn't jive with that. With Caden, it's more cut and dry, like all right, you're the commanding officer. I'm a soldier. I follow orders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soda, did you want to chime in? Uh-oh. It's like there's a delay until we can hear people talk. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Helps my unmute oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, we can hear you. Now I can't hear you guys. What the hell? Weird. There we go. Okay. All right, go ahead. Um just to comment off that last that last uh, comment, I know. So basically, how Shepard, you know, kind of you know talks to uh, Ashley about you know the concerns about the alien crew stuff like that. I know that uh, once it she it's not she's not he's not the only person that Shepard does that to is uh, uh, Navigator Presley is also quite you know um, in that same area same boat like you know he he's very distrustful of the crew and uh i know shepherd has to do that uh talk to him about that and he ends up you know eventually even after he's dead aspect two spoiler alert um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um does you know you know see the crew like the aliens as pretty much own family um so i don't know how they would cha- they they could have changed that and put it more into a development of going down the line of throughout throughout the games for Ashley like you know you will actually watch her like you know not be as racist if I'm, if yeah I'm, if I'm yeah making that correctly I get what you're saying so like like then to Oh, I'm echoing through your headphones now, so I don't know if you'll need to mute your mic. But kind of like what Shanka was saying is having these conversations, these uh, moments where those kinds of discussions happen and you kind of incrementally walk into, you know, realizing that she's growing and making these changes. Yeah. You're saying something along the same lines. I also wouldn't want her telling me her her complete story pretty much right out the get-go. Right, right. I got you. I got you. All right. Who else has anything else to share before we we wrap this up? Anybody else with any final thoughts on this or things that you would change with the other team in order to make you potentially switch sides? Nobody else. Oh, wait, Apollo. I'll go real quick. Yeah, I think for for me to switch sides to Caden, they would just have to make him a more compelling character. Like, I don't dislike Caden. I don't. He's fine, but he's just kind of meh. Like he's like meatloaf, you know, <laughs> if you like, if you like ground beef and you invited me in and you invited me over to your house for dinner and we're serving meatloaf, I'd be like, okay, I'll eat it. But if you said, Hey, what do you want me to make for dinner? I'm never going to say meatloaf ever. Sure. That's Caden. That's Caden. He's, right. the, he's like the meatloaf of the game for me. I got you. Like if there wasn't a choice and he was just a default part of the squad, you'd have been like, yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. Caden, Caden just got called the dish that no one ordered. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He, and, and in my, in my palate, that would make Caden coleslaw. Coleslaw. So I'm going to start I, calling him coleslaw Caden. I do like yeah, the meatloaf thing coleslaw. because then it makes me think of the musician and how I could do anything for <laughs> love. <laughs> and then now I just want that to play in the background of every romance scene in the game. That's super weird. Uh, Jen, did you want to chime in with something too? Uh, my brain is trying to see like the Jack romance scene with that playing in the background. <laughs> but and I won't horrible. do that. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> wow. But I do think that everybody should experience it one way or should experience the game both ways you know a lot of us especially in this chat here tonight and listening to the podcast have played through this game at least the once and are now probably working through their second or 70th playthrough (laughs) and if you haven't gone through and picked the other person I think you should give them a shot just to see how many little things change within the games. I didn't realize that a lot of like, oh, now I actually don't need to go to that part of the ship because the person that I would normally talk to isn't down there anymore. So now one less pit stop to make, (laughs) you know, little things like that or little moments of dialogue that change depending on who you pick. Um, Yeah. I think it's worth the experience. Yeah, good point. Solid point. Sam, any last thoughts? Uh, well, I agree completely there. I, you know, until several months ago, I guess close to one year ago, uh, when I started, you know, my FemShep playthroughs, or no, no, uh, actually one playthrough before that, I had never saved Caden before. So now that I've I've saved him, you know, I've done both of those things. And at this point, I feel like I'm only cheating myself if I don't play the game differently, no matter how painful or averse to that I might be uh, initially. And, and you know, I'm on a heavy Renegade playthrough right now. So uh, that has been rewarding in as much as I get to, like, distance myself from the character, you know, a little bit and then be like, I can be a total asshole. <laughs> and sometimes it's hilarious. Other times it's heinous, uh, but but I'm already planning another Paragon uh, playthrough after that. That's the good thing, you know. If you if you're doing a playthrough and you don't really like it, guess what? You can do another playthrough. Yeah, the game still exists. You can go back and start again. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so so there's that. And then I also you know I, I also just thought the one thing that they could do that would that would really push me toward being Team Caden is just make the bromance better, like. Like, make it so that Caden is just as much of a ride or die to Broshep as Garrus is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I bet it, for all, for everything that we would want to happen, I'm sure doing that isn't always easy as a writer, right? Like, sometimes you write stuff and you're like, this is going to be great. And nobody responds to it. And other times you write stuff and people are like, oh, I didn't expect Garrus would be as popular as, as he became. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to want those things. But to actually pull that off is always a little bit harder than it seems. Um, uh, Arkin, did you want to chime in? I think the only problem with making Caden uh, another ride or die bromance thing is that it would fall into the same problem of um, Boba Fett and Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is what we see Boba Fett as, so Boba Fett can no longer be that character. If Caden were like that ride or die bro, then it would either out, it would either live in Garrus's shadow because Garrus has always been the ride or die bro, or it would just kind of it, it would just be two of the same people almost. Yeah. Yeah, too. It's all too similar. Again, it's it's tough to pull this stuff off as a writer, right? Make everybody feel unique and different, have their own types of relationships, and yet make it work all the way around. Guys, this has been awesome. Thank you for joining. Uh, has anybody changed opinions at all? Have we moved the needle at all? Nobody, nobody's moving the needle. Everyone's like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm staying. Well, have okay. So let's let's have about this question. Have you gained any more appreciation for the other side than you had when we started? Get some nodding. Okay. All right. All right. 
hey, communication, it's an amazing thing. This has been awesome. Here, we're gonna go back through everybody and uh, thank you for coming. And if you have some other project you'd like to shout out, something that you're working on, ways people can check out what you're putting out into the world, or just ways that they can reach out if they wanna chat, then please let us know. We're gonna start with Genesis. Genesis, I know you got stuff. I do have stuff. I am one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. We're currently going through the Fallout 4 characters. So come take a listen. Very cool. And, and I know you're, you- yeah, you're mm-hmm. taking part in our charity thing. We're, we've got a Robots Radio Labor Day charity all day stream coming up on this upcoming Monday, September 5th. And you're going to be a part of this. A lot of our hosts are going to be a part of this. You want to share a little bit about what you're going to be doing? Uh, yeah, it's a couple of hosts all getting together from uh, Almighty Crit, Witcher Lorecast, uh, the Dragon Age Lorecast, a whole bunch of us. I think I'm missing a few. Oh, and the MCU Lorecast. Yes, uh, we are all getting together and we are going to be playing 5th Ed uh, D&D live play session. But Teacup is our DM and he has told us that we are all starting at level 20. Which is nuts. I've never he done is that. Extreme dream nuts and so he's been messaging us the background and stuff and toasty and i are gonna have so much fun yeah so all of the money that we raise this upcoming monday is going to saint jude's for the kids we're helping out all the kids we're trying to raise as much as we can and the stream will be on twitch.tv slash robots radio this is my main channel it's the one that we're going to bring everybody onto i'm going to be capturing from their streams onto onto that one so go follow twitch.tv slash robots radio then you'll see where they're streaming as well you can follow their channels for each individual show because they all have their own channels and it's going to be awesome you can donate there and uh, i hope you guys enjoy it we'll be starting in the morning we'll be going all day long lots of different streamers i'll be doing it as well so go check that out so awesome jen turbo turbo i know i know usually you're like yeah i don't have anything going on but if you want to reach out you can reach out on discord is that the same yeah, pretty much. Yes. He's just nodding his head. Yeah. Cool, man. Thanks for being here. It's good to see you again. Um, Soda, you got anything going on you want to share? Uh-oh, you're muted again. Oh, no. I think it's I think it's in the... There you go. Um, just the usual. Ch- go check out uh, simulatorsanonymous.com, where I tend to hang out in their discord um great bunch of guys enjoy cinema simulator games and uh or go ch- or check them out at uh simulators anonymous on twitch cool very cool well thanks for joining us again captain shanko i know you got stuff uh-oh the voice is catching up maybe try talking now one two three there you go for some reason it doesn't come through right away with you but now it does um, I'm one half of the MCU Lorecast. Uh, we're putting out episodes every Monday covering MCU history, lore, comic books, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're also participating in the charity stream. We're going on at 11 uh, to do some Marvel trivia and a little host Q&A, get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, that's uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So that would be like 10 Central. That would be what, 8 Pacific. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll be on there and uh, you can find us across social media as MCU Lorecast, pretty active on the Discord as well as Captain Shenko. Um, I'm just playing games, doing the podcast, living life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again. Big Bills, you got anything you want to share? Nope, nothing much going on. Thanks for having me. Have a good week, y'all. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for being here. Apollo. I'm Apollo. Uh, I'm not a creator, so nothing to share there. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. That's awesome. Hey, happy birthday, man. That's hey. great. Well, this is a fun, fun little birthday thing you get to do. That's awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Mike. I don't have any uh, projects to plug, but if you want some more of me, go listen to the music episode of this very podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, Arkan, this has been very interesting watching you work this whole time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, I don't really have any podcasts or anything, but I'm currently writing, I don't want to say a book, but it's not a short story either. Um, at some point, I'll release it somewhere. I might put it on the Discord 
Um, but I am looking for someone to just read over it so that I don't sound like a senile lunatic when I uh, publish it. Yeah, Shanka raised raised her hand, so you might have someone there. Yeah, you guys should talk. You guys should chat. Well, that's awesome. Share more about that as it gets closer to releasing. Thanks for being here. And then Cloudy, Cloudy Alice. Yeah, I'm just uh, in the Robots Radio Discord. I'm Cloudy Atlas, shockingly. And on September the 23rd, I'll be on the Two Girls, One Shit podcast. Sweet. As our special guest star for Fallout 4. Awesome. Awesome. Well, have fun with that. That sounds like a blast. Sam. It will be. Yeah. Awesome. Sam, you got anything you want to share before we head out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As always, streaming Sassy Ship Saturdays on Twitch. I am uh, getting toward, you know, the halfway point of Mass Effect 3 with my first Fimship playthrough. So if you haven't caught any of it yet, now's a good time. If you've been keeping up, uh, now is a good time to keep in touch. So uh, still doing that and going to try to fit in some Thetas Thursdays with my first ever uh, Dragon Age playthrough as well. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitch at In7TheLegend and uh, same handle on Twitter. And by the way, Tom, uh, I've been playing the Morrowind multiplayer mod. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds nuts. It's, it, it, it works better than the Skyrim one. That's crazy. Can you hit crabs or are you just still swinging at them? Uh, yeah, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Dice rolls. It, it depends, but Dice but rolls. but you you and I are gonna have to stream that sometime because it's hilarious. So yeah, that sounds fun. Um, let me know when you've got some free time. I know your schedules change and stuff. Um, I'm str- I'm trying to stream as often as I can. My streaming schedule is now Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays in the afternoons. So come hang out with me for that stuff. But uh, especially come hang out on Monday, this upcoming Monday, September fifth, for the charity stream twitch.tv slash robots radio come on over it's going to be awesome if this is a success we're going to do this more often to make this maybe a semi-regular thing maybe a few times a year we're trying stuff out and we're going to see how it goes so i hope you guys decide to come join us for that uh sam and i will be back next week but it will be on friday i don't are we going to do a friday this week are we going to skip a week and do a Friday. I don't know. We're switching to Fridays. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We'll look at our schedules, but uh, streams and recording will now happen on Fridays instead of Mondays. So if it seems like the next episode is a little bit delayed or weird, that's what's up. Don't worry about it, but uh, come join us for the live show on Friday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. That would be the math. All right, guys, thanks for being here. This has been super fun. We'll see. I'll see you on the Discord. See you around the internet and stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com. 